I'm not the biggest platforming fan, but that's really not that that, that takes backseat because really what you're doing here is pretty interesting as far as any platformer that I've played. It's more about you actually using your rope and moving objects, and there's a lot of physics-based puzzles here to progress. Sometimes it's dodge this or jump onto this at the perfect time, but it's more again about the puzzles and using the physics and using your yarn to progress through. Personally, I think the physics is actually really well done here. You can really feel the weight and, and the actual movement, the force behind what you're doing and pushing. Sometimes it's a little odd just because the, the actual size and what you would think is the weight isn't really preferred too much as far as what you can push. But it does take into consideration certain things like how, how much weight it's going to take to push up a hill, an object. There's many instances of you swinging and that, that's done really well and you can actually completely change the trajectory of your jump based off of how fast you're swinging and that part's really fun because sometimes it's really hard to get down how fast you need to go and you can, at least from my experience, I'm not sure, unintentionally progress through something faster than you would have because you're using the right trajectory when you're swinging. And oddly enough, I personally think the physics actually allow you to do this. I, I haven't, I don't, obviously I don't know this, I don't know this is like intentional or unintentional, but I, there was a lot of sections where I just, I didn't know exactly what to do, but because the physics allowed it, I was able to like jump through something or over something or not drown in water because I was able to like really manipulate those physics and timing things right. So that, that part was cool just because it, I don't know if it unintentionally just allows the freedom, but it was, it was a way for me to progress without feeling like I was stupid because I couldn't figure out the actual puzzle piece. And at first, the puzzles were, like, decently challenging. I There was never, I think there was one I actually got stuck on, but again, like I said before, the physics, I was able to time something right, and I was, I, I personally feel like I was able to cheat my way out of that one. But all the other ones, it was pretty routine things, and you're, you're usually connecting things, moving, like, objects around to move them in certain spots to, say, activate something or use it as a jumping platform or swinging the right way. Uh, you, when, once you get down the basics after the first... I would say three levels, you're, you're good. Like You can pretty much solve anything else because they reuse the same types of puzzles over and over again. And that's it. I mean, once you're introduced to those certain mechanics like swinging, climbing, bouncing, and, and connecting things and knowing how to move around objects, you're pretty much good. There's rarely any new obstacles sometimes instead of water. Like if there was one level you have acid and if you actually fall in it, you can't. You don't have the ability to actually climb back out before you drown. You just burn up. And going back to the part where I could kind of weasel my way out of certain situations using the physics, there were other glitches that I saw where something, I just, like you're just, your body was supposed to move over there, but it wouldn't work, or I was able to glitch into certain areas, and the physics allowed that, and I knew like there was nothing there, it's just I was just sitting there, sitting around, doing nothing, and a lot of times things would fall on you that like it wouldn't really be a big deal, especially considering your fucking yarn, it's not like you have vital organs to puncture. And there was this really cool mechanic that they have in there that I think was not utilized quite as much. And because you're yarn and because e everywhere you move, you're slowly running out of yarn until you get to a, what is essentially a checkpoint. And there's some instances, if you, if you don't hit that checkpoint, you won't have enough yarn to literally reach it because your character's out and he's like on this last little strand that's, I guess, keeping his life together literally like physically together and he just can't reach and so you have to backtrack and figure out where you have too much excess yarn that you need to like like loosen the slack so you can reach it and it was underutilized in my opinion i mean 
that that's just a really cool mechanic to be able to force someone to go back and think of okay now I got up on this platform using the yarn but how do I go back untie things so I can actually reach where I need to reach so the last thing I will actually say about the game mechanics and things that really aren't related to what I want to really talk about which is like the theme the art style and what they were trying to get across there is it just feels fun like swinging around and bouncing around like they did a really good job with the animations here like a fantastic job and it just feels fun like I can't you obviously can't quantify that there's not, there's not very much objectivity to that I just love the feeling of having that weighty swing back and forth and actually want to control it whereas some games you know you move left you move right while you're like swinging from something and it, it has a stopping point it has the weight that's going to do what you can't actually change anything now for me what really got me isn't really the gameplay I know it's weird because it's a game but what what hit me a lot was the theme it was the narrative the silent narrative and the visual storytelling and the environmental storytelling that part was what really hit me now again as this piece of yarn you start out in a house and you're more than likely in my opinion someone's yarn who was living in this house maybe like an old grandmother who has all these children who lives in this place which, which is obviously modeled after a lot of the environments in Sweden because that's where the developers are that's where they're located and you can tell there's a lot of inspiration here I remember the press conference where they, they came out and he introduced Yarny the guy was so fucking nervous this was a very personal project it was a very personal story that he wanted to tell and you can tell that throughout this thing and it starts in this old house and you are the yarn you're, and you venture out from the house and then throughout this whole thing you have to basically recreate a scrapbook that has little messages on a lot of photos and each each sequence has a little keepsake which is basically a little tied up little cute yarn figure and the yarn I guess you can say kind of connects the whole world it's the thread that goes through the entire story and is what's connecting this family or whoever it is together and it has their personal memories so a lot of this takes place though in in the natural world I, I should say the the real world environment and nature and of Sweden and people you know they, they go out and they adventure they they explore this world with their grandchildren and their children or whoever who, I, I can't tell like if there's central people there's some children it's it's just figures really in a lot of these pictures and you can tell they're on just journeys on vacations they're exploring this world and they're taking in the natural beauty of what the world has to offer but she got pretty serious in about halfway through which I thought was going to be the end because I didn't know there's a whole another section of the house where you actually interact with to start sequences and whatnot but anyways it, it got so intense where you actually go to like an industrial zone that's destroying all the forests and stuff and you're seeing the, the, the actual degradation of this beautiful natural world that you've been like exploring this whole time and through these memories and these pictures and a little bit of li tiny bit of writing like physical actual words it tells a story what the, the real story is is the environment you're moving in around and you're swinging climbing jumping bouncing all over around you see all the industrial destruction not because someone's telling you but because you physically see it you see like the the waste everywhere you see like the, there's no forest there's no trees you're already scared there's rain everywhere it's a very oppressive and depressing feeling whereas the the first levels and even and after this this is one of my complaints but I'll get to that later the first levels are much happier in tone very whimsical very light but a little bit I mean there's there's an undertone of kind of reminiscing and sadness and loneliness and those past memories gone but still a tone of overall this is wonderful and joyous and a happy place to be in and that is how the story is told it's through these memories it's through the actual environment it's it's 
it's through the music too. Just just the music alone is it, it sets those moods and the sound effects. Like I said, it gets really oppressive at one point, and the music doesn't. It's not happy about it. And neither is the rain. Neither is the actual animations that they put into Yarny. Like I said, he was shivering. He's cold. He's scared. You can tell. And when you compare that to previous levels, he's looking around. He's curious. He's he's wide eye. He's not scared. Like because they use they do a very good job with just the little two eyes he has. It's all he has really on his face. But you can tell when he's scared, you can tell when he's happy, you can tell when he's just kind of in an exploratory mood. And they do a hell of a good job with the actual visuals and expressing that and giving that to the actual player. As, a, as you play those starting levels, you're like, oh my god, this world, I want to explore more, it's really pretty, it's really beautiful, like, I, let me see more of this. And then that the, the fucking junkyard and the, the, the industrial world, you don't, like, you want to get out, you want to hurry up and finish that level. And everything you actually have to do and interact with in that world is not very fun. Like I said, there's acid at one point, and it just fucking kills you. Whereas water, well, yeah, like it's pretty and beautiful, but it still had that deadly component because it's part of nature. But nothing compared to what men and man and humankind have done to this forested area. And that is what I thought was the overarching narrative. And this is the one point and the one spot I'm actually kind of disappointed. Is I thought I was at the ending. I thought this is what, what the whole thing was culminating in is this huge, powerful punch. And then maybe you can see like a little bit of the recovery and you have your resolution. Things are getting better. The industrial waste is like slowly but surely being cleaned up or something. But no, like it just hops right back into whimsical. And I'm like, you were just showing me how fucked up everything was, but now you're just switching it. And I guess it, it helps chronicle someone's life because at the start of one, like you're, you're normally following a little kid and then like you're following someone who's working and then there's children with older people. So I'm guessing it's trying to chronicle someone's life, but I was hoping that the actual story was going to be more about the environmental destruction in this area and if this actually happened you know like this this developer and the development team making a point about this but at, at the end of the day th that part i guess doesn't matter because what really is is there what's left is you you're this little fantasy creature left in this lonely house no one around you don't actually see any people besides memories and photos and that part is it gave me <laughs> A little bit of an existential crisis. I was like, it got me sad. Even though the parts were, like I said, happy and light and whimsical, I was still underneath. Like, oh shit, dude! Like, pe people die. Like, things move on. Things get overgrown. Hopes and dreams are lost in like the the void of time. And I'm not trying to sound like a fucking pretentious prick, but it hits you. And they did a really good job of that. Might I add, without a single word of actual dialogue in any of this. And I, I love the whole idea of the yarn is, is the thing. Because you can tell this is an important piece of these people's lives. They always had it around them. I'm assuming the grandmother who starts the whole journey and the... and It might even be passed on even further than that. You can tell that's what really binds the whole story together is Yarny himself. Because he's made up of what has been bound with these, these memories and these people and their journey in life. But the mechanics don't support that too well. Like I mentioned previously about the checkpoint system, the whole being tethered to things is kind of weird. And having the knowledge that a piece of you is extending way the fuck down and like the little odd placements of where you can actually attach your yarn or little balls of yarn already all strewn about this world. I don't understand why there would literally be all this yarn. I'm, you have to let it slide because I guess that's part of what makes this game this game. And the small setting though, like I, I mean I... I can just live with all that, but the small setting is another really attractive feature here for the actual story. When you're in this little small space as this little tiny person, you really get to appreciate the smaller details of things that we just walk by and pass by, especially in nature. You don't really notice 
a lot of the beauty like we see like the big picture but it's hard to see the little things and that's basically what people's lives are and that's what this is is a very small personal story and so i love how it's set with a very small little dude in such a big world and this reminded me of my childhood in two ways one was it reminds me of a, a very very beloved game by me when i was younger and it's pikmin i didn't really own any nintendo systems but shit i i, I was able to play those games and i loved them so much Something about looking at the smaller details in the world and finding something enjoyable, something beautiful, and something as small as just a seed on the ground. I'm not, oh God, I sound so pretentious. But I, I would often do that as a child. I would go and find little things and I would play with little anthills and really wonder about like the tunnels below and all the things that it could hold. And that, you know, now it's not as you kind of lose a lot of that. This is what—that's the whole point of this—is to show you and let you know, like that, that there's memories here, and then that they do pass. So that part is the sad part. There's something silly yet amazingly purposeful about having like little gophers and puddles be your obstacles instead of massive jungles and loads of people with guns trying to kill you. There's something nice about just relaxing and chilling, as long as the puzzles don't piss you off and. You're able to just listen to the music, take in the beautiful visuals, and traverse through this world of just... Ah, they did such a good job showing something of just natural beauty in a video game. 